Welcome to the Revolution Solution, the podcast where we answer your questions about life, love, whatever else you might be interested in. I'm your host, John Alden. I'm Left Lane, also known as Natalie Turner, if you want to be on government and whatnot. And also this week we have a special guest, Mr. Alex Phipps. Also known as the caffeinated Phipster, for those who actually care. So, Oh, we care. Go, yeah. we care. <laughs> and I also go by Jazzy John for those of you who've been tuning <laughs> We gotta in. get all our aliases yeah. straight real quick. Yeah. Before we get into the actual segment. Um, so I guess we'll start out with love today. We have a love question, a life question, and then of course our two cents questions, which we're going to get out of the way rapid fire at the end. But uh, should we start off with love? Sounds great. Love is in the air. Okay. I'm having issues figuring out how I should propose to my girlfriend. I'm not trying to do anything extravagant, but I want it to be nice. And I want it to be something that she'll remember for a long time. What's something simple to do, yet meaningful enough that isn't cl- that is not cliche? Cliche. Okay. Uh, okay. So cliche being like, you know, you're at the football game and like, you're the jumbotron. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. man. Um. Well, I full disclosure, I am married, so that means at some point in my life, at least once, I was proposed to. Oh, and- at least once. So have you been proposed to and turned somebody down as well? Um. I mean, I turned my husband down several times. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Hey, no. I mean, you know, um, I didn't mean to get married before graduating, but stuff happens. Um, and I gotta say, I, it's kind of like I'm not trying to criticize my husband, whom I adore and love um, unconditionally, but you know. I was on my way home from Krispy Kreme, so I like smelled like donuts when I was proposed to, oh, and it, it kind of like took me out of it for a minute. Like I wanted it to be really emotional and stuff, and he had like it all set up nice with like the candles and all that. But I was just kind of like, man, like I I'm, I haven't even ranted about work yet. <laughs> like, I feel like that is the hardest thing to do with something like this is making sure that your woman is prepared for this. Or your significant it's like, other. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah. well, well, another thing, before I even got to that point, we had already discussed that, yeah, we were, like, going to get married, um, especially at some point. Yeah, that needs to be, if you're going to do anything public, it needs to be discussed beforehand, because mm-hmm. you do not want to put somebody on the spot, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess to reiterate what I meant by say, when I said prepared, more like prepared... Um, Physically, like make sure they're wearing the right clothes, make sure they're coming <laughs> yeah. home. Like, for example, you're coming from Krispy Kreme. Obviously, was he aware that he was going to do it when you were getting off work? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he just wanted to get it done. He was like, damn, I got this ring. Let's put it to use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A little bit eager, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so for me, I've... St- I'm not. I'm not married. <laughs> so, but like, I do have. A, I do actually have several friends who've gotten married, and one of the cooler things that I saw one of them do is it was like winter time, and so of course in the winter time it gets colder faster. It gets colder, obviously, but it also gets <laughs> darker faster. Yeah. And so there's a one special spot in my hometown that's like always lit up with these like absolutely gorgeous lights, um, from like you know whenever it gets dark till about midnight. And so what he did, and the other thing is, is while it is a public area, it's not overly populated per se. It doesn't get like a lot of traffic normally, especially after. It's like hours. a hideout. Hey, not no, not no. It's right off public hi- hideout. Yeah, it's like a public hideout. Yeah, you can look at it like that. <laughs> but like, what's cool about it is, again, it's just gorgeous looking, and it's a bridge that goes over this small river. And so he did it there, um, 
That and, sounds nice. And it was actually really, really nice from what I understand. I wasn't, I didn't get to be mm-hmm. there. But I feel like something like just knowing what they like, I guess, in a way, because like sh- her thing was like she was a photographer mm-hmm. yeah. and that she loved playing with lights and cameras and like, you know, what light looks best and what subject and stuff like that. And so like that was a big thing for her is that it was so, you know, they used to go there, yeah, and like take pictures there, and so like so there's it, some sentimental yeah, value yeah, to so where they were going, yeah, and so there was also sentimental value, but yeah, I think that's a good one. Like, um, if the if the person you want to propose to has like a place where they feel comfortable, mm-hmm. um, and and also like I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but does the person want a public proposal? Because me, I was like, I don't really care, you know, just make it something nice, right? Um, but some people really want a public proposal or they would have fun with it. So, like, mm-hmm. if I feel like you should not shoot a proposal, like, out of nowhere unless you are, like, some kind of freaking psychic god or, like, <laughs> it's like a whole Jim and Pam situation or some crap like that. But I think you should communicate beforehand. And, you know, just because you're talking about getting married doesn't mean you're, like, actually proposing. Like, it's it's ceremonial, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... It's just it's okay to go in and say, you know, do you want to get married or do you think we should ever get married or like, you know, you can talk about that kind of thing beforehand to, to make your partner like more comfortable, um, and and th- just it lowers get, your chance of rejection, obviously. It, yeah, if lowers, you're already talking about marriage yeah, publicly. Or and and publicly, like but. you need to make sure that if that do they want a public proposal? Do they not? Like these are things. It's almost like you're planning for a wedding except for the really toned down small version of that, you know, Hmm. that's my opinion. I think you should communicate it and don't be afraid to ask. I mean, I know that it's one of those things where like a lot of people want it to be like a big secret, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's far more um, respectful and indicative of a healthy relationship. If you feel like you can kind of talk about these things beforehand, you know, that's how I feel. But I feel like there should also be some element of surprise to it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Definitely. One another thing when it comes to avoiding cliches, I think it's good to avoid the oh, we're here where we went on our very first date. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. I think some of that stuff, like some cheesy stuff is kind of fun, you know. You have to do it creatively though. Yeah, just yeah, put your own spin to it. And and I don't know, maybe your partner is into cheesy stuff, like Maybe your partner's a real sucker for the hopeless romance, like, or <laughs> kind of things, you know. Um, I mean, there's certain tropes that if you could play them to me, I'd be very receptive to that. <laughs> Just not like the, you know, like the boom box outside the window kind of thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yeah. I guess when it all comes down to it, it's all based on personal preference. So communication yeah. with your significant other is the most key thing here whenever you're thinking about how you're going to propose. Can we all agree with that, I would say? I think that's pretty... We've landed in a good spot. Yeah, I think so. All All right. right. Let us move on to our life question. This one says, It's become apparent to me that I have a drinking problem. I never thought my habits were an issue until multiple people started calling me out on it recently. Now that I seem to be more self-aware of my problem, I've noticed that I tend to turn to it almost any time something goes wrong in my life. I just don't know how to get my mind off of it. Hmm. That's deep. Mm. Yes, it is. And I think, um, like, first of all, if whatever, regardless of what we say, there are 
you know, professional groups out there for sure. To we help are not with the this final kind of say for something as serious as alcoholism. Yeah, and and I mean, not all alcohol alcoholism is necessarily like the same. And and it sounds like this person, I don't know, might be catching it early enough to to kind of stop mm-hmm. it themselves, right? And it's good that you have people that care about you enough to let you know that they think that you have a problem. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, and with any problem in life, the first and hardest step is oftentimes realizing there is a problem. Yeah. Like, I um, I can kind of relate to this in the sense that, like, I got into the habit of just, and this is, I guess, kind of personal, but I got into the <laughs> habit of just kind of drinking every night. Like, not enough to, like, get drunk, mm-hmm. but I realized after doing this for like a couple of weeks, I was like, this is normalizing this behavior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it's not like I was drinking to get away from a problem, but I was drinking and it was making it like shockingly normal. And I think that this person is, has just realized that this behavior is, you know, probably normalizing something that's bad for you. So I think that one of the, the first things you should do is, um, it says, uh, that, they're drinking whenever something goes wrong. Yes. So like, what does something going wrong look like for you? Mm -hmm. What kinds of things make you want to drink? And, you know, if it's always about your relationship, then maybe there's something to explore there. You know, if it's always coming from, um, you know, the way your parents treat you or, you know, maybe you need to have a discussion there. But, um, I mean, don't be ashamed to find a therapist or something. Yeah, it could be anywhere from these big situations to even the smallest of things. If you find that your habit has grown into the thing, into something to where even the littlest of matters make you want to drink, it's time to start reflecting on whatever you could be doing and maybe have an accountability partner, have somebody who can help you realize when you're wanting to turn to that alcohol or to whatever uh, type of drink you're planning on consuming to heal or maybe not necessarily heal, but help you cope with what you're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it, I don't know, I mean, it's just, that's that's rough. And that's that's a real issue that a lot of people who are a lot older than any college student on this campus deals with. And so um, if, you're, if you're asking me, I mean, that's kudos to you for just knowing that there's a problem and listening to your friends. And, and honestly, drinking is heavily normalized on campuses anyway. So Oh, yeah. Coming to that point where you're like, is this, is this hurting me? Like, you know, that's an important step. And maybe there's a bigger conversation to be had about what it looks like on campus as a whole, you know? Because I bet there are people here who drink every day and probably don't consider themselves mm-hmm. alcoholics, you know? And, and maybe you don't have to give up the alcohol, like, as a whole for good. But maybe you need to find a way to not make it a part of a daily ritual or a daily right. way to calm down you know the what is it like idle hands of the devil's folly mm. a lot of times i find that if i have like a bad habit i'm doing it because i'm bored yeah like for sure. or like like i used to just like snack on stuff when i was bored you know oh, yeah. but Fifth it's like meal. if yeah if i have something to do you know like then i'm not going to be doing that bad habit mm-hmm. i'm not going to be drinking even stuff like i mean Maybe not, like, video games, because that kind of lends itself to, like... So it's like creating another habit. Yeah. I mean, well, video games it it could isn't be, inherently bad. But, I mean, yeah. you can drink and play video games at the same time as well. <laughs> but something like, maybe do something with your hands that, like, you, you don't... You need to be, you know, mentally present for. That mm. Try and find a hobby. Try and do it with other people, mm. maybe, who are not drinkers. Um, and, and think about how much your company influences you. You know, the people you're with will usually be a good indicator 
of what they can do for you. So it sounds like the people are telling you not to drink. Yeah, so that's absolutely. a good sign. And it sounds like you've taken another good step of like finding a good group of friends that are supportive and like know whenever you're in the wrong or, you know, there's something wrong with you. And that's huge in of itself. And maybe not necessarily that something is wrong with you as a human being. <laughs> right, that, yeah. Let's just want to clarify that, but that there's just there an issue be. that you want to mm-hmm. deal with that you want to modify your life for the better good of yourself and for those around you. Yeah, something going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The earlier you do something about it, though, the better. And maybe maybe you're not an alcoholic. Like, maybe you're not, you know, a technically addicted or whatever to the lifestyle, but... Yeah, maybe you're just being a little hard on yourself, but that could save you from diving further yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah. Be oh, yeah. critical, be um, introspective, and think about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah. And watch for that behavior in other people, too. Mm-hmm. Look out for each other. Be good to each other. <laughs> yeah. Rip. What is that from? I don't know. Be excellent to each other is from Bill and Ted. Uh, I'm thinking of Shine now. Be good. Be good to each other. And God bless you all. <laughs> this not... is never goodbye. I can't, I can't say I'm Just familiar. Just till next time. I can't say I'm familiar with that. But it is how they close every show, and it is fantastic. You know, I have negative opinions on Shine. Oh, down. goodness. Speaking well, we... of opinions, <laughs> <clears throat> let's do our two cents questions. All right. First one, what is the most annoying habit that other people have? Um, this is. The, I think there are things more annoying than this, but I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. If I let you borrow my mechanical pencil and you break off the damn, like, tab thingy on oh, the end, yes. if I let you borrow my pencil, it better come back in full shape. Goodness and that's gracious. that's my opinion. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. But um, <laughs> my probably one of my biggest pet peeves is, like, people who talk during movies. And Ooh. not and not so much, like, home movies. Like, when you're at home watching a Blu-ray or a DVD or whatever, that's fine because, like, you can always come back and watch that. Right. I'm talking like when you're in a movie theater and you just paid like $15 to sit through a two-hour movie mm-hmm. and like there's the guy behind you who's like on the phone. Like that makes yeah, me want to like... come on, buddy. Yeah, you that's infuriating. Out. It's infuriating. I would say for me, still living in the dorms as I am an RA, one of the most annoying things for me and some of my residents is when people don't clean up after they shave. Oh. <laughs> like... You sit here and you have so many sinks around you. Open the spout, get yourself a little puddle of water in your hand, and just dump it around. Make sure it gets all nice and fresh and clean for the next person because you don't want you don't want to sit there and inhale that while you're washing your hands. Not oh. that it's going to like get in you or anything like <laughs> well, that. But I wonder if it would like clog the drain eventually, or are these things like industrial. Speaking of clogging the drains, that <gasps> oh, also no. happens in the showers. So oh, if no. you're shaving in the showers you may want to reconsider where you're doing your shaving. Because mm. if not, you're going to be in a flood while you're taking a shower, and we'll all be flooded oh, out. Man. So wait, the sinks don't flood, but the showers do? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Good old McCormick. Well, I, think I remember that unfondly as I do. As much as I love the dorm that I live in and the people that I live with, the community bathrooms will always be an issue. I think community bathrooms just suck in general, mm-hmm. and that's my hot take of the day. Porta pots or community bathrooms? <laughs> They're um, privatized community bathrooms. What's the difference? That's that's <laughs> what we're really at here. The flushing. I, I think all those habits are pretty annoying, though. What's what's our next question? Right, next up, what would be your first question after waking up from being cryogenically frozen for a hundred years? When am I? When am I? Mm-hmm. Not where am I? Wait, but did it when wait? Did it say a hundred years? Yes. Oh well, if I knew that it was going to be a hundred years. 
then... Well, you don't you don't necessarily know, but oh. it's just it's the it's the assumed. <laughs> well, then I I think I'd probably I'd probably just be like, "What's popping?" Ah! You know, like Casey Frey. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Please Google what's popping and <laughs> just see what's up, man. <laughs> I promise you. I think I think I'd say something probably along the lines of just reflecting on how everyone who I ever knew and all the things that I never knew were gone. Oh, that's too And deep. how wonderful that would be. Yeah, that's like I'd three or four chill, generations man. that's passing you right there. I mean, I'm also a massive Futurama fan, and I <laughs> did not take that from the first episode. But There you go. What about yeah. you, John? So I don't really know. I feel like you get up, and the first thing you would do is look around, see where you're at, because you're cryogenically frozen. I'm assuming 100 years later you're not going to remember what was going on before then. You're going to see who's around you, and you're probably going to obviously ask where the heck am I and then I would probably just start looking around running figuring out if I'm in the same place where I was what it <laughs> looks like, like. That one episode of Spongebob with Squidward. Yes <laughs> yeah. where they're like in the future. Yeah. I swear if everything's chrome in the future yeah. I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I like I like that episode in the background that thing goes oh. when he's in yeah. the white space. <laughs> that is I don't even know the creators of Spongebob like what was going through your head. Very good things. Very good. Well, they things all tripping on LSD when they. No, that no, 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 no. Spange is horrible. Is uh wholesome. Spange is very wholesome. Spange. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I mean, we're not gonna sit here and act though that like everything was wholesome about that show. Oh, let's not. I let's, mean, no, was, no, no, just, spo- no just, Spange hot takes. Hey, it was just. You know, the show was just as much for adults as it was for kids for the first couple of seasons. We should put this on your uh, on your other podcast idea. Oh, with the, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the Seth Battle of the, the Spange or Naruto. Are you oh, no. kidding me? They're from... Naruto seems to have been the topic of interest recently around here. Oh, that's just... Okay, they're so different, though. You can't compare those two. If they fought, I think SpongeBob would win. I mean, you have to remember... They that. can both clone themselves. We got <laughs> Well, remember from the one episode from with Flats, right, where he gets beat up, and he just like absorbs all the punches. Right. He you can't. But see, Naruto can't, never he gives takes up. No physical damage. You know, this question was not on our list. We should not be talking about okay, it. Okay, that's fine. We'll move on. Final question. It is actually the submitted question from. He says his name was Grayson. It says, "Who is your favorite alumni DJ or some of your good friends at Rev?" I remember Nick and Cam had two of the best specialty shows that they've ever heard. He also says something about DJ Gracious in his uh, in his little submission. DJ so. Gracious. Do you, are you familiar with DJ Gracious? I'm not. I will say um, Cameron's specialty shows. If we're talking about Cameron Cook, I'm assuming that's yeah, it. Yes. Um, they were amazing, and I I look to them. And whenever I do segments on my morning show, mm-hmm. I kind of think about you know how how cool Cameron's stuff was. As far as my favorite like alum. Though, I have to give that to Natalie Melcher because, I mean, she gave me everything I have mm-hmm. and pretty much taught me everything that I know. And and to this day, even though she has graduated and moved on, um, she's still a great help to me and a good friend. And just uh, uh, we have, like, super deep talks together. And it's, yeah, shout it's out good. to Natty Light for all that she provided yes. for us the past <laughs> year and beyond that. I was like, I've only been here for a year, so there you go. What about you, Mr. Phipps? I know you're brand new here. Yeah, I am brand spanking new, so, like, I don't really have any alum that I really know of, so, yeah. (laughs) We'll have to show them how it is. Actually, after I I graduate next semester, you can say it's me. Yeah, there you go. There. (laughs) There was this one guy I met at the Rev Reunion last year. He, He was, like, one of the OGs of Revolution 91.7 back when they were, like, New Rock or something like that. That's old school. And it was just... Be, to be that dedicated to what you did back in college and to see where it has grown now, 
I want to be able to be, have that same kind of passion for radio when I'm his age. So I would say that's the kind of guy that I enjoyed to see at the Rev reunion. I unfortunately didn't get to go to that, but um, I definitely, you know, since I am the station manager, I would love to, like, learn from the past but move towards the future, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I feel like a lot of these alums that I haven't necessarily had the opportunity to connect with might have, you know, some stuff to say about it. For sure. Um is that our last question for this yes, week? Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, you got to submit some more. Um, to submit questions, you can. You have so many options now. You can go to revolution.fm, head to the podcast section where we are on Revolution Solution. Um, there's a submit button there. Or you can go to Facebook at facebook.com slash WWHR Revolution Solution, and there's a sign-up button there. And you can just submit whatever you want, and uh, we'll, we'll answer it on this here podcast. Even if it's about Baloney Bob or whoever yeah, we talked about before. Well, maybe we should talk about that next time. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for myself and Mr. Alex Phipps and Natalie Turner, almost called you Natalie Melcher, so you were talking about Natalie Melcher <laughs> earlier. This has been The Revolution Solution. And yeah. Thank you for listening and uh, submit some questions and join us again next week on hopefully another Tuesday. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah.